what they're protesting for and what you're protesting, protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer. And every, I think anybody who watches would understand what your actual position is. Three people that are going to watch your bullshit video wrestle. Mm -hmm. You're so quick to talk on Twitter, but you can't even answer a question. All right, Raymond, what can you tell us tonight? This is just despicable. Laura, today, Black Lives Matter Chicago dropped this tweet. It included one of those parasailers, uh, terrorists dropping from the sky, and it reads, I stand with Palestine. Now, this is a disgrace, Laura, especially considered... This is what happened today in Times Square as a pro-terrorism group celebrated the murder of what will probably end up being a thousand innocent Jews. Thrilled about the raping of our women and the kidnapping of our children. They gloatingly smile to the camera. Mock us, laugh at us while flaunting swastikas and waving images of murdered Israelis in front of our face, giving us the finger and feeling so empowered by the slaughtering of Jews. Could you even imagine what would happen if there was a celebration of death like this in Times Square the day after 9-11? More of these despicable events are being planned as we speak across America. If murdering innocent civilians, raping women, kidnapping helpless babies and Holocaust survivors, something you are proud about, like these subhumans are, go ahead, continue supporting Hamas. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. Hey, exciting to be happy, here. Happy days are here. <laughs> World War Three, off and running. Yeah, we are uh, getting close, my friend, getting close. <laughs> How are you today? Welcome to the Seth Williams Show with Chris Hagen. Hey, it hey. Halfway through the week, it's hump day, if you will. Yes. <laughs> We're humping terrorists to the to the weekend of probably riots, I would assume. I'll tell you what. My wife and I and daughter went downtown the other day after the show on Monday. Okay. And we were going, just taking a ride. We had to go down and get something from downtown. So we took a ride and 
we got down to West 25th, and there was a parade of cars okay. going down West 25th, and hanging out of all of these cars were young men waving Palestinian flags. They were also wearing, most of them anyways, were wearing the looks like terrorist headgear with just their eyes showing. Okay. Otherwise, the rest of their faces and heads wrapped. Mm-hmm. And they were celebrating. Then a bunch of them, close to maybe I'd say close to a hundred people, were gathered in a little square over there by Lorraine and Twenty Fifth. Again, cheering, chanting, waving their Palestinian flags in support of what happened. Now, when you read the stories of what happened today, Fox News showed just a still shot of one of the. A bedroom of a child. You could see the kid's bed. Yeah, all bloody. I saw that. Everything was bloody. Yeah, I saw that. They literally chopped the heads off of babies. Like little babies. Like 40 of them. Right. They're tough. They they had (laughs) women walking around. Not to be graphic or anything, but it was in the articles. With bloody... Vagis. Crotches. Right. Because they've been raped and paraded through the streets, spit on, beaten, and everything else. Yeah. And you have people out there who are supporting this. People in our government. People in our own government are supporting this. <laughs> you act surprised, man. You act like they're like like you would expect anything less than this. Well maybe not from certain people, but I would expect a little civility, and I guess that's not where we're at anymore. This no. goes back to what we talk about all the time with the, no. the way that the country is going. There is no civility from anybody. No. Not even our own lawmakers. Not at all. <laughs> they're thrilled. AOC, Talib, or whatever her name is, they're thrilled yeah. that this is going on. You know, the only civility right is here. You're good. <laughs> this, is, this is what keeps my household civil. Every day, all day, you know, they can do all their little parading and all that other nonsense all they want. Bring your little parade to this house and there'll be some nine millimeters coming at you. And see, that's what's concerning. You know, first of all, I want to say Biden, for the first time ever, I thought gave a decent speech. Okay. The other day. Now, I thought it was a couple of days too late. Um, the thing that he did not do, though, was call out people like the squad. They He didn't call out Tlaib and... Uh, you know, AOC and those those other Corey Bush and all those people did not call him out, which he should have. However, in during the press briefing, uh, the, the the lady, the as France likes to call her, the gay black <laughs> press secretary, did uh, actually say, "Hey, look, we we don't stand with those kind of comments and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We back Israel." So fine, uh, but. You got to do something now. <laughs> now, the concerning part is, is that if it can happy, happen over there and you see the kind of people that are out there, even on the streets of Cleveland. Now, in other cities, there are much bigger protests and much bigger celebrations going on. Right. These kind of things can happen here with the southern border the way that it is, as wide open as it is. I think yeah. this year alone, they've caught 151 people with the on the terror watch list 
Now, if they caught 151 and there's tens of thousands coming in on a weekly basis, how many have gotten through? Yeah, probably 10 times that, if not more. And, and so this can happen here. And so you are prepared. I am not prepared. Better if get something, kind of man. Happens here in, in, in Cleveland. People start going door to door and just murdering people. I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble. What am I going to do? Beat them with a prosthetic leg? You need to have something. That's why I keep several guns. That's why I have the crossbow. That's why I'm, you know, and, and I know a, a lot of people think I'm like a lunatic because I have, you know, more than one gun and God forbid more than more than five rounds of ammo, you know, but that's why. Because if it comes here, not saying I'm going to win, not saying I'm not going to get killed, but I'm sure going to go out swinging. There's no way am I going to just lay down and take it. No. No way. And so yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that. I've been thinking about the fact that this could we could have another nine eleven only a lot worse. I hate to say that. Because nine eleven was horrific. Yeah. But these people are celebrating the death of children, the raping of women. And they're well, excited. They want the death to America. They want that. They do. Here I mean they want to exterminate people. The thing is, is it's it's a little different. Just because, or it's a little similar, actually, not different, but it's easy to forget that on 9 11, they were the kids were out in the Middle East handing out candy and, you know, and cheering on the death to Americans and whatnot. It happened then, too. The Middle East hates us. Middle Eastern people hate us. They come here to take our money and then take it back to, to to their homeland. That's what they do. They don't like us. I, dude, that's it's why it's one of the main reasons we need a closed border is because it's not it's not so much that we have any fear of people wanting to be Americans. We have fear of people that don't want to be Americans but want to use American laws to end America. They're just twisting everything inside out and we do nothing about it. At some point we got to stiffen it up. Some point we got to say no, you can't come in. Don't give a shit what our laws are. Our laws were made for when society is truly free, which it can't be right now. Yeah, I'm sitting there and I, I've been glued to TikTok. I hate to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's not the half-naked women that I'm watching on TikTok, it's all the news that's on TikTok. I mean, they can have my information. The Chinese can have it for all I care because I, uh, I like watching it. <laughs> sure. So they can keep my information. And it's very informative if you actually find the right thread to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they're showing a lot of this stuff going on. It's just, it's crazy what you realize there's all these progressive, stupid fucks. Sorry. We have a guy coming on from the fish today. <laughs> Greg Mack is a uh, personality on 95.5, the fish, the sure. Christian radio station. And so I'm going to try to limit the, uh, the swear words today. Is that your one F bomb? Why well, I, I did. I took it back. So, okay. Uh, I still have one half I can use. One. It was a half <laughs> one. But uh, yeah, these progressive little liberal douchebags that are out there, and they they want to be part of something. They want to be part of this this this. I don't want they wouldn't even want to call it. They want to be part of this celebration. Not even they don't even know what they're celebrating. They don't even know what's going on. They don't understand the Palestinian-Israel conflict for the many years that it's been going. They have no idea what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. They're supporting the Palestinians. I don't know why, because they think they think it's like the cool thing to do. Do they don't realize that these little liberal progressive douches that are all 
they're gay and they got their pink hair and everything else. If they went over there, Hamas would rip their heads off literally because they're anti-gay and anti-everything that these kids stand for. They would literally chop their heads off. And yet they're supporting these people. They have no idea why other than their college professors or whoever is telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. But they're supporting something that they don't know anything about. And, and and they don't realize that they're hated by these people. Hamas would literally chop their heads off just for being gay. You don't sure. realize how great you have it here in this country. So shut the fuck up and go back home and play your stupid video games. Get on TikTok and be happy. Yeah. Find a new ice ice bucket challenge to do and shut up. That's that's I, I agree with you. I, I mean I just I can't be upset about it because it's just it's not even it's not even shocking right now. To me, it's not it's not <clears throat> stunning at all that a large group of people would side with the criminals. Because that's all we've seen for the last five years. And I and I mean this is obviously to the extreme level, this whole Hamas thing. But really, look at look at even when they were burning down our cities two and three years ago over some drugged out fentanyl head that, you know, that got choked out by a cop. I'm not saying George Floyd should have been choked out by a cop, but look at the way they burned down the cities and look at the way half of this nation was like, good, glad to see the cities burn. Glad to see innocent business people lose their businesses. Glad to see everybody's rights taken away from them. And, you know, we we have to stay in while these people are okay to protest and and okay to burn stuff down. It's the same. This is the same. They they broke a window at the Capitol, then all of a sudden it's, get every Trump supporter and throw them in jail. Yeah. (laughs) But it was okay to burn the cities to the ground. Yeah, it was okay to drop pallets of bricks off at the corners so that people would be well armed to destroy cities. That was okay. Yeah, dude, the thought that doing stuff wrong is going to be penalized is over. It's over. This is why you just have to get it in your head, not you, but people in general. You have to get it in your head that we no longer live in a society of laws. We live in a society of whatever means necessary. If that means that you got to hit somebody in the face with a buttstock to get them out of your house, that's what you do. If it means you got to put a bullet in them, that's what you do. That's uh, it. A lot of text coming in. Um, with Chris, and we don't know who our neighbors and neighbors. Yeah, like, that's true. We don't know who's, who's planning something. We don't know who's what's next. I wonder if Biden will take non-scripted questions during. No, he will do nothing of the sort. Are you kidding me? I doubt he's going to go on any of the debates. Do no, you? no way. Tom, you got to think the bet that there's backdoor deals being made right now to not run a Democratic candidate. Oh, so no. that there's so that there's no presidential debates. Well, Kennedy already turned third party. So, yeah. So, I mean. But anybody else, whoever whoever that one percenter guy is out there for for the Democrats, you got to think they're working that out to not have that guy run because they can't debate him. They can't debate that pudding head idiot. Tom, the big fifth wheel uh, party coming up. I'm going to that, by the way, the no, fifth wheel uh, party. Looking forward to that. It's coming up here in Akron, like a week or week and a half or something. Right, like that. right, right. 
Uh, I do think that this culture globally, another domestic attack is probable. The left won't stand for the U.S. No, no, nope. It's going to happen here. It's just a matter of time. I don't think it'll happen with a left-leaning president in place. Really? Nah. Uh, see, I, I beg to differ. I think it's the opposite. I think if somebody like Trump was in office, none of this stuff would even be happening. I think. If you I, have I don't think would... it has any impact if if, oh, right. if it we happens had... with Biden. If it happens with Biden, you'll have Biden and AOC and Talib out there said, "Yeah, yeah, you know, those buildings really did represent the horrible side of the United States culture." It's we good had... that they got knocked down. We had no wars going on when Donald Trump was in office. Why? Because we had somebody with, whether you like him or not, he had strength and he had sure. some intimidation factor to him where he said, I'm not going to put up with this junk. You do something and you're done for. Now we have the biggest pussy of them all in, in office who doesn't even know what day it is. And the, this country is weaker because of him. Well, but the thing is, is who says it's going to be Trump? Well, I, I, I know. That's we need somebody. It, what if it's what if it's Ramaswamy? Well, maybe he's got balls. I don't know what he's got. So I know we'll what, what I know what he does have. He's got a he's got a um, far eastern look that would really put him at a in a challenging position to to fight back. Yeah, but he's Indian, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be a good look if an Indian guy was saying, "Okay, we got to go and slaughter the the Afghani's or whatever." People coming in the country are raping the system. Yeah, they are. And idiots like um, Biden are helping them. Here, come on in. Free public public services for everybody. Right off the rip. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are these not the same people calling conservative-minded people Nazis? No, looks like killing Jews. Yes. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Yes, they are. Well, we're not we're Nazis because we support bad tweets. That that is true. <laughs> so you can be a criminal and celebrate for it. John Lennon didn't think that it is like these. There's a lot of stuff coming in. Trump was bad for business, the war business. That, that's true. None true. of this would have happened under Trump. You're right. Probably not. Chris Aiken better be coming too, says Tom. Oh, okay. To the fifth wheel party. Yeah, that's I, I I have not committed to it yet just because I don't know where I'm going to be. I'm not sure. I I got a lot going on with the with the pinball PA side of things, so I'm Was it something I'm, wrong? Is going all right? Eh, it's, it's going. <laughs> just a lot going on out there, so I won't get into that on the show. Just business stuff, nothing nothing crazy. It's not like we're closing the doors or anything. It just right, just businessy stuff. I got to go out there so again. Yeah. I told my wife, I was like, I need a freaking vacation like you can't believe. Everybody needs to go out to Pinball PA. It's the greatest place in the world. Now, and you could stay in Pittsburgh, and it's like, what, 15, 20 minutes away? From Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 10 minutes from the airport. It's right there. And I know, like, when I went out there, my daughter had a blast out there. Yeah, I'd imagine for you, you probably needed a little cart or something to get you around. It's so damn big. Well, I when I went the first when I went the last time I was in a wheelchair, so I was just oh, wheeling yes. my way around. And I was like, I was, it was the first time I was actually happy about being in a wheelchair. I was like, man, this is great. I could sit and play all these games and I have to stand. <laughs> I'm not walking around all over the place. This is perfect. <laughs> Let me ask because I don't know, and this is the honest to God, I don't know. Is it playable in a wheelchair to play pinball? 
that was a little bit more difficult than like the video games. Yeah, because I imagine really you can't see the ball. See the ball. But, uh, yeah. but but I could do it. I mean, some of the games, some of the uh, some of the heights are different. So yeah, yeah it was possible. So yeah, because I, I I've been thinking about buying some like ramp sliders. There's like an insurance thing to that. You are handy capable. Handy, we are. Handy friendly. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be. I mean, we we definitely have like the restrooms that are set up that way. And oh yeah, it was easy enough. It you know, and, and at least fifty percent of the games you can sit there and play. I know that. Oh yeah. So you know, we do the best we can with shit that's fifty years old. <laughs> I disagree with Tom. 9-11 scared the politicians and we came together. They can never allow us to come together and ruin the progress in dividing us as a nation. Now that's a good point. That is a good point. Caring for Senate. Dude, Brick is just involved with anybody that's a good-looking broad. <laughs> he wants to talk about Carrie Lake. He wants to talk about Melissa. Anything that's a good-looking broad, Brick is all about. I hope Brick, you're feeling all right. I saw some stuff on Facebook that you weren't feeling good. What about the girl that was, that was given handies at the movies? Is she still in the running or not? Wait, which one's that? Laura Bobert or whatever. Oh, yeah. She's hot, too. She's hot, yeah. But I think she's annoying. Everything I've read, anyway, she's annoying. Not but on a date. A, yeah, she's a Trump rod, and she's way hot. So. <laughs> she's definitely not annoying on a on a date. <laughs> yeah, she's that's great. true. <laughs> Do you think anything's going to happen here? Do you think any of these Palestinian riots, anything's going to happen in this country where we're going to break out into some kind of unrest with riots? Like unrest with with Palestinian people? No. Yes. No, I don't think that at all. I'll tell you why I don't think that. We have too many guns. Okay, we have again, two, it didn't we have, stop the George Floyd crowd from... Uh, I, I, I get that, but that's... This is going to sound extremely racist, but I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Those, as much as those were disgusting, were still us fighting us. If you look at Middle Eastern people, even if they even if they are American citizens, I don't think gun toting American people are going to have as much problem putting a bullet in them. And I know that sounds racist and I'm sorry that it does, but I'm being real here, not being not trying to say something to to be friendly i think i honestly think first of all i think most of the people that own guns legally yeah. were alive during 9-11 and still have a little bit of that anger in them in them from 9-11 and regardless of if the people if the palestinians are have nothing to do with 9-11 they still look the part did I mention that we have Greg Mack from The Fish, 95.5, coming on? You the, did. The Christian radio station. I'm not swearing. Oh, I didn't say you No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just pointing out. That we, Tony Massage is also going to join us. I have no idea where he's going to be, but I think he's back from Hawaii. He'll be on the plane. Look at these peanuts, Seth. These peanuts <laughs> are great. <laughs> Next Monday, we have Psychic Sonia coming on. We do. She's going to be talking about her haunted ghost tours. And we'll probably ask her about if she saw any of this stuff coming. Or maybe see what's going to happen next. But yeah, let's, let's hear it. Hopefully she she knows that what's going to be next is going to be like a turning a new leaf and finding a better a better tomorrow. Sandy says, I'll express Rick's feelings about Melissa tonight when I see her. Ooh. I think she's married there, Rick. But 
At least you kept that emoji clean. That's good. What's happening in the Middle East is all by design. Corruption on both sides. Don't know if you've seen what Lindsey Graham said last night, but we should... Iran's oil refineries. How smart is that? Oil prices up. Yeah. I saw Lindsey Graham last night on Fox, and he actually was swearing, too, while he was talking to Hannity. Lindsey like, Graham? So this is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I know it's Fox, but still, what are you doing? Was it after 10? It, it was around 10 o'clock. So a safe harbor, maybe? They dropped, they dropped the, the shit bomb a lot now on TV. Yeah, you're not swearing, but Seth is making up for I didn't say anything. I was quoting Lindsey Graham. It had nothing to do with me. Hey, you've dropped a couple F-bombs in here today. I did not. You we did. We Greg Mack from The Fish coming up. I'm not going to swear. You did. I've you ever been great to so fish? far. What's that? You ever listen to The Fish? Uh, Every day for about 10 years. Yes, I did. All right. Well, then good. You'll, you'll, you'll handle this interview because <laughs> I, I work in the building and I don't know if I've heard a song. Unfortunately, when I was um subjected to The Fish, we'll say... Um, it was when Mercy Me was their big band, and they beat that worse than commercial radio would beat a Guns N' Roses sweet child of mine. I mean, it was every hour on the hour. Do you know that song? I, I can only imagine what I'd say to you. <laughs> the Palestinians here are not the problem. The problem is the left-wing white liberal college students whose brains are mush. Absolutely true. I mean, did That's you see that? True. See what Harvard did? Like thirty Harvard groups put out a letter saying it was all the uh, the people of Israel's fault that this happened to them. I mean, and Harvard, you're talking about the next leaders of our country mm-hmm. that are coming out of that school, and they're saying ridiculous stuff like that. Well, what are these? Are are these? I'm okay. I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but I'm actually okay with these idiots protesting. Or, or saluting that the that Hamas did this. I'm okay with that. Why? As long as when Netanyahu levels these people, I don't want to hear boo about it. I don't want to hear boo about the, the Israelis <sighs> in this country that will be doing this, an equal amount of celebrating and taunting. taunting. I don't want to hear word one about well, that. Don't you know that that is one of the biggest problems with this country is that it's so um, broken, broken that one side protest, yeah, that and then the other cannot. So if mm-hmm. if the Jewish people around here started cheering when they make that place a friggin' parking lot, um, they are going to be called racist. They're of going course. to be called all kind of horrible names. And they will probably be shouted down or arrested for celebrating. But this <laughs> but is and, and this the is other where... side can do whatever the hell they want. Literally driving down the streets of Cleveland the other night, hanging out of cars with Palestinian flags, cheering with only their eyes showing, wearing terrorist headgear as they're driving around, yelling, mm-hmm. yelling uh, horrible things. Mm-hmm. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. Again, Seth, all I got to say. <laughs> This this is the only two words I need. My gun. It took everything in me. I, I wanted to like yell something out the window at these guys or flip them off or something like that. But then I was like, dude, this that's asking uh-huh. to get killed. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you'll see it. You'll see an RPG come out a back window. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing good can come out of what I'm nope. sitting there. You, know. you just need to take the DoorDash up to the door and get the hell out of that city, wherever yeah. you are. <laughs> <laughs> Obama, Harvard man. I think he even condemned these attacks. I don't know. He did before Biden did. Well, that's good, though. The true president should say something. Yeah, right. <laughs> At least the guy behind the, the the screen is actually saying something. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Not the pudding-headed puppet, but you know the guy with the actual thoughts. He had something to say. Yeah, it's a mess, dude. This whole thing is a, it is a mess, and it ain't gonna get any better. You know, and it ain't gonna go away quick either. That's another mystery or myth that people are putting out there. Is Ah, when this dies down in a couple weeks, this ain't dying down, man. Well, that's my question, too. How long do you think this is going to take? Years. Because I know they're they're preparing for a ground war. And, Years. And, but, okay. Israel's pissed. Now, they have the capability in the Army and the Air Force, especially, to go in there and just start knocking shit out and, I mean, knocking stuff out and, you know, and do this a matter of days. I mean, it's not like you're talking about a big, huge area here. They've already warned the citizens of, of Gaza, get the hell out because we're coming in. Yeah. I mean, no, go in, you know wipe it out. You know, they the here's Palestinians the, brought bulldozers to the wall and the fence to tear it down to invade. I'd take bulldozers right behind those tanks, man. And just start I remember another stuff down time that we said that, dude. Remember another time that we said about a three-week war? That they just pulled the troops out like last year. Years later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't. Yeah, but see, look, here, here's the problem. The U.S. plays by a different set of rules. If you let the U.S. go into these places and, and fight wars the way that they were, were capable of fighting wars, mm-hmm. with all the technology, you know, and all the bombs and all the sure. shit that we have to be able to go in, fight a war, win a war, then we win in a matter of days and it's over. But we play by a rule book mm-hmm. where we go in and we tell them, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. We don't want to hurt civilians. They didn't care about our civilians. In fact, they targeted them. Yeah. And so why do we care? Go in there, knock them out, and and, and end it. Then it's over. You don't have anything to worry about anymore. And end of days for them. But, but here's why that won't happen. Because Israel, much like the United States is ultimately powered by the dollar. And if they're uh, if they're out there mowing down civilians to get to the to the criminal targets, that's not going to keep them getting paid by us. That is a that is the one line that American people will not tolerate. They're not going to tolerate it. Which means that the criminals in Washington can't keep siphoning money. They can't keep stealing money and they can't keep funneling money into that area of the of the world. And therefore, they, they will not do it. They just won't do it. Netanyahu's going to blow up some stuff. He's already blowing up some stuff. But you watch. Within a week, he's going to... The reason he's talking about a ground war is because what are they going to do? They're going to stop bombing stuff. You do, a, you do a ground war... So that you can go in and onesie twosie it into a, into a city, into a town, into a location. If you just want to knock everything out, you just drop bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb until it's all dust. That's what you do. But they're not doing that. They're, what is he already saying? I'm planning for a ground assault. A ground assault. 
Not an all-out assault. Why is it not an all-out assault? Well, they've also said we're going to feel something opening the gates of hell. <laughs> yeah, but they all say that. That's all that saber-rattling bullshit. Okay, that they but, all... okay we don't say that here. I mean, George Bush didn't say that. Sure he did. We're going to hunt them down wherever they are, dead or alive. It's a different kind of rattles of um, saber-rattling, but it's the same thing. George Bush absolutely said the same things. Should the U.S. get involved? Should we not only send ammunition and, and supplies, but should we go over there with troops and start guns ablazing? No. I'm talking about Americans that are being held hostage, Americans that were killed over there. I mean, why not go over there ourselves and start blowing shit up? Because then we're so, up, right? because then then you have to. If you do that, then you're justifying it coming here and blowing up a kindergarten school. Blowing up a grocery store, blowing setting, up a you know. If we're sending supplies and stuff, you're doing the same thing. I, I'm I'm against that. It's not our problem. I, as as heartless as that is, it ain't our problem. It is our problem when you it's have Americans that are, are held hostage and Americans have been killed there. I think it is our problem. Okay, dude. And especially when Israel is our ally, dude. Would you it go? Is our problem. I don't think Ukraine is as big of a problem to us as as Israel is. Ukraine has been a corrupt government for how many years? Well, I agree year? with that. You know, unfortunately, our our commander in thief is taking money off the Ukraine top. But uh, Israel has been our ally, and I think should remain our ally, and would do stuff to help people like that. And we've and we've been. I don't think we got a supply. We don't have to fund their war. We don't have. We shouldn't fund their war. They should have been ready for this. Quite honestly, they should have been ready for this. Well, if they're why, not, they're something not. Happened. Something happened because, I mean, the technology they have. Did you read some of the technology they have over there? Dude, I'm I mean, aware literally, of it. Yeah. They have, like, smart walls over there. Yeah. And, like, the technology is unbelievable. And then they had these are the guard towers and they had fences, but they had smart walls. Why don't we put a smart wall in it? That's where Trump fucked up. I mean, messed up. Trump should have gotten a smart wall on the southern border. So every time somebody touched it, they knew that somebody was coming over. Right. Well, yeah, but they, God forbid, we don't want that. How can you get? How can you get votes if you if you stop people from coming in, Seth? And I and I agree. It's totally, it's the Reichstag fire. It's the it's Pearl Harbor. It's the same thing. All of it is all there. There's no. There's no thought in my mind that this this was a total surprise. That's ridiculous. I saw something out there that said the Egyptians warned the Israelis and the Israelis did nothing about it. Why would they do nothing about it? Because it doesn't set a political agenda? I don't know. There's politics to all of it, man. You got to look further than just you got to look further than the players that the that the puppet box shows you every night. Well, I'm not you saying know, it's, it's not true, but I mean, I don't understand Okay, I guess it goes back to the conspiracy about 9-11 where we say our own government. Yeah. Why would our own, why would the government want thousands of people killed? Other, I mean, I guess it could be a reason. I, I don't know. Well, because thousands of people in, this, in the scope of um, changing a global agenda is nothing. Is nothing. Honestly, look at where we are now, 20 years out from 9-11. If you wanted to make a change that drastic... Would killing 2,000 people be that big of a deal? To completely change freedoms, freedoms of speech, 
the the attack on on gun ownership, the the whole wor- new world government, you know, the the ability to to have morals and standards and all that. That all changed on 9/11. And it only cost 2,000 people. In the biggest agenda, in the bigger past our emotional feelings because we know some of those people that's what it is and i and again i'm not trying to say well it's just those people didn't mean anything they of course they meant something but look at where we are now look at the de- look at 912 you couldn't say the word afghanistan without somebody wanting to punch you in the face yeah. now 20 years later which 20 years is not a long time 20 years later you have riots or you have um parades in in every major city in this country celebrating murdering children celebrating it telling people to stop being babies and stop crying because their babies got their heads lopped off that's only 20 years different that's 20 years from a time that not a single person could say afghanistan not one person could say it and now where are we that's not that's not a long time, man. 9-11 was to further an agenda. Government doesn't care about his peon stuff. Come on. That's I agree with Joe. That's why I can't celebrate any of them, because I don't think any of them are any good. So <laughs> I, I I guess I refuse to I don't want to believe that our government could be like that and it could be the people that we elect to help us and protect us would be the ones that we're are putting our lives Okay, well, then, or killing us. Then let's play this game, Seth. Name three legitimate things, and don't give me something of like, well, somebody that's homeless can get free cheese. Give me three legitimate things that have helped the population of the United States that came from government in the last twenty-five years. Three. <laughs> Lauren Boebert in a bikini. Okay, that's just a personal thing. No, no. I, I, I don't know. I, I... There's not. That's the point. There's not. These people are not trying to help us. They're not for our agenda. It's not the old days. It's not the 17 and 1800s where these guys were trying to form a more perfect union, as the song says. You know, it, they're not. They're not for us. They're about making their own power breaks and their own financial breaks. That's what they go to Washington to do. I know Tucker Carlson said on um, on his ex show the other night, he said something to the effect of, I've been in Washington 25 years and I don't recognize any of these people. I don't recognize their agenda. I don't recognize what they stand for. I don't recognize what they're trying to do. This is a guy that's grown up in it and he doesn't recognize it. Dude, the- so what is the ultimate goal though? Why would they try to hurt? Is it just about money? Money and power. One world government is the biggest power. They see these guys, and again, now we're goodbye, Twitter, because we're gonna. Get, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, the guys that have the ultimate amount of wealth and power, the Rothschilds, Schwabs, Soros, etc. These guys are on record constantly saying, "One world government." And we're going to take the things away that give us one world government. Schwab said last week, by 2030, nobody's going to own a car anymore. Yeah, I saw that. You know, because 
why should you peons be able to get where you want to go? Why shouldn't we be able to track you? Why shouldn't we know where you're going in case you're going somewhere bad? In case you're trying to fight against us. They don't want you to own a house anymore. They don't want you to own a home. They don't want you to be able to get your own groceries. They don't want you to be able to afford your own groceries so that they can say, well, here you go. Just do what we say and we'll give you your food. That's what they're doing, bro. That is what they're doing. I mean, I I did see an article the other day about they're going to like they want to try to limit the amount of times you can fly and where you can fly. Yes. I mean, right. They are, they are really trying to. And somewhere, I, will try, I wanted to go the other day and no cash accepted anymore. It's all mm-hmm. you have to use a card, no cash, or you can't come in. Yeah. And, and dude, like, um, you know, my friend Eric that came on on the Flat Earth show, yeah. Eric from um, Stephen Piercy's band. Yeah. He he keeps me updated on what's going on in the um, in the airlines. And he was flying Delta. And Delta has casually put up signs now where you can get on the plane quicker if you use digital digital ID. So now they're going to start pushing. If you think think past just Delta, the airlines are now going to want digital ID to get on the planes, which is to go into what you're saying. If you use digital ID, they can say, well, wait a minute. You've already flown three times this month. You can't fly anymore. You've flown too many times. You've done too many miles. You need to go back home where we can keep an eye on you. Hey, Chris, the government gave us free COVID shots. That's true. Why? <laughs> That's another thing. Control. Yeah. And they tested out their, their locking down of us. Well, well, they tested their locking down and they found out which people were the sheep that they could easily kill. As every single day we see people aged 20 to 50 dropping dead suddenly of heart disease. Apparently of natural causes. Right, YouTube? <laughs> uh, Twitter and YouTube. See ya. <laughs> oh, Twitter loves this stuff. You can say anything on Twitter now. Uh, yeah. Elon Musk is the savior of Twitter. Because you could say anything over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're right, Chris. 9-11 equals new world order. It's almost here, I believe. War on fossil fuel, digital currency. It's coming fast. And coming from all directions. Dude, think about this. Think think on the... You don't think that the the people here would revolt and stand up to this government? I'm going to tell you why, If they try to seriously try to lock us down and try to tell us no and everything else. I'm going to tell you why complete and total inability to organize think about your own life just your own life and not trying to organize anything can you leave your house without your phone no can't do it no if you had to mobilize in hickston ohio i'm making up a name but if that was a real place and you didn't know where it was could you find it without your phone no so they've got the control here. They've got you by the balls. How are you going to organize if you can't communicate with each other? And the only way you can communicate, they've made it easier and easier and easier to have a phone. They've made it harder and harder and harder to have everything else. You can't pay somebody to take you anywhere because they're going to have a phone or they're going to have a GPS and they're going to be able to tell where you're going. 
They've taken away the ability to mobilize. I can't poop without my phone. I hear you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're done. It's over, man. My hope is to try to get to my end of my life without taking a bullet. That's it. If you see the word sustainability in your community, oppose it or look very, very carefully at all the wonderful things being proposed. Yeah. 15-minute cities. Mm-hmm. All of this. You have to have an electric car. Why? Because they control the electricity. Yeah, most people that don't understand that when you get an electric car, the electricity comes from the fossil fuels. Oh, by the way. Yeah, but they're trying to limit the fossil fuels. They're cutting it all off here, and then they'll cut it all off from the Middle East and say, well, we just don't have any anymore. Once they've taken out all the pipelines and the ability to get it from here, then they'll say, well, we can't get it from the Middle East either. Those people are crazy. But we've got a good Tesla for you. All right, this is kind of scary stuff, man. It's kind of scary when you think about, you know, what they're trying to do and what they can do and what they've been able to do so far and how do we avoid it. Yeah, but at least we've got apps on our phones. I do like that. At least we can go to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I go to TikTok and I play Monopoly today for a little bit, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they want you to do. Sit in your house, do nothing until you die. And then they don't want you to be able to be replaced. Take this. We we talked about this this morning on, on Bob Francis' show. Yeah. This is great. So we have leaders in our government mm -hmm. supporting the Palestinians. Right. And supporting and cheering on what happened in Israel. Playboy magazine came out today and fired, what's her name? Mia Khalifa. Mia Khalifa. Because she came out with, you know, celebratory comments about yeah. what happened in Israel. Some about and, Renaissance painting or something. This and, is a Renaissance and, painting. <laughs> yes. And Playboy came out and said, we don't put up with and stand for hate speech and she is no longer with the company she has been terminated oh my a god a naked really hot naked broad has been terminated from playboy when playboy has more standards and values than our own government yeah there's a problem in this country okay let's play this out though you know her stance now yeah she's she's pro hamas anti-israeli yes Will you not watch her porn on I will X never videos? watch. I promise you I will never watch her stuff. You'll again. never watch Mia Khalifa again? Never. Ever. Really? Look, there's plenty of good-looking women out there that don't stand for that kind of crap. Mm. I would never watch her again. I mean, and she is extremely gorgeous. And she there's has great nothing. skills. Yes, apparently. I've never experienced them myself. <laughs> <laughs> but from what I've seen and heard, yes. But, uh, I no, I, I, I could not support that kind of thing. I can't. There are so, certain things in my life that I, I've now, when I was 22 years old, I would have been a dick and said, yeah, well, who cares? Whatever. Uh, but like, I'll never watch another Robert De Niro movie. I hate him with a passion because so I think he truly hates his country. I'll should, never watch another movie of his. So should Mia Khalifa be banned from Pornhub and X videos and all those places? Like, I'm not a cancel culture kind of guy. Yeah. I think people are entitled to their own opinions, but I also have my right to say I'm not going to put well, up sure. with her and watch it myself. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, 
I'd be a hypocrite if I came out and said everybody should be canceled that said something I disagree with. Right. I don't like it. I agree with it. I think it's a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. What she said, more <clears throat> De Niro says and stuff like that. But and so I'll never partake in their their junk. But um, yeah, I don't. I I'm not gonna. I would never stop somebody or okay. cancel them from making money or doing making a living. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, with she's you. She's only got so many years before she's gonna be done making her living. No, she's already out of that game. That's the weird thing. That's why I saw this story too, and I was like, she's out of porn. She doesn't do porn anymore. What does she do? Is she a she's like a she, no? She's like a, a sportscaster or something. Really? Yeah, she works for some sports, one of the like barstool or somebody. But she had to do something for Playboy for what did they do? Just cancel her line of videos? They probably did, or she she probably. At this point, because she's she's long in the tooth in porn years, she's probably like twenty three or something. So yeah. like, <laughs> you, know, you know, so too too far yeah. in the game. <laughs> yeah, but she, um, I I know she stopped doing porn because it was a sad day for me when she announced that she stopped doing porn. But um, she um she writes good articles. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> she uses a different kind of pen when she's writing, though. Mm-hmm. Pink pen. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe a brown one. I don't know. But but yeah, I, no. So be, but be honest. I, I would never. There are certain people in my life now that I, I have. I would never. I would never watch their stuff or, or support any of the stuff that they do ever again. Yeah. I try real hard to separate the work from the. From the person. That being said, like certain things though I won't give money to. Like I'll still watch a baseball game, but I'll never give Major League Baseball another dime. Right. You know, I'll still watch their product. I'll I'll still take their product for free, but I'll never like go to a Guardians game or a, a Padres game or whatever. No way. Springsteen is dead to me. See Springsteen's yeah. no, I'll listen to his old music. I'm not gonna hurt my my own taste on his dumbness. <clears throat> but I won't go to any more shows ever. <clears throat> and if I want to hear something, I'll either hear it for free or download it illegally or whatever. I'll never watch a, a Chiefs game again, though. Because of Taylor Swift? Not just because of Taylor Swift, because <clears throat> of you know, Mr. Pfizer. Oh, because of Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I, I, I'm over Travis Kelsey and his whatever you want to call it. I, Mr. Pfizer can... You know, well, what do you think about if he comes on and he debate? Even if you don't agree with him, what do you what do you think if he does come on and debate Aaron Rodgers? I mean, that'd, that'd be great, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I uh, did you see the interview? I think where- somebody like Travis Kelsey is just selling his soul to the devil at this point. I mean, dating I Taylor think- Swift, going on TV with these stupid commercials for this ridiculous oh. vaccine. I mean, no, I, I think do you give it. I'm, I'm asking. I'm not. I'm not making a point here. Well, I am making a point. This is my point, but I'll ask you if you agree with it. I just think Travis Kelsey's kind of a dummy. And I think it's, you know, he's getting some hot ass. And um, he's doing the Pfizer thing because he's like a Fox News dummy. Or uh, not Fox News. The, what's the other one? CNN News dummy. Just yeah. watches CNN. Because I saw the interview with him where he's like, well, I just did what I got to do to protect my family and blah, blah, blah. He just seemed like a dummy. It, it, he wasn't really like... You know, I, I looked into it, and I studied it, and I found this or that, and he wasn't like that. He was like, hey, you know, everybody had to get their shot, so I got my shot, and I got my shot for, for my family. 
you know, he just seems like a dumb guy that, you know, somebody threw a boatload of money at him. He's like, shit, yeah. Well, you did go to Cleveland Heights High School. Yeah, well, that makes him even more of a dummy. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, but I, I mean, honestly, he, I don't, I mean, if you've ever listened to his podcast, him and his brother as well, neither of them are rocket scientists. No. They're just regular schmoes and they believe the media and, you know, don't forget these guys, had, they heard nothing for four years, but... But, oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Our league supports this. This is good for your job. You know, I just think he's a dope. Charlie from Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood. Yeah. In. I haven't watched or listened to one MLB game ever since they decided to put the name of a terrorist organization on all the pitcher's mounts. What is the terror organization? I think they put like BLM, like Black Lives Matter and stuff like oh, that. Oh, did they? Yeah, they um, had like, for a while. They had like when the Floyd stuff and all that stuff was happening. They had like mm. I don't know if it was actually on the mounds or if they superimposed it on TV so it showed it. But I think it was actually on the mounds. Oh, but yeah, they had wow. like messages just like the NFL did with this stupid on the back of the helmets and stuff. And yeah, the end they got zone rid of all, all that. that. They got rid of all that though. Yeah, that's why I'll watch the NFL again. I didn't watch the NFL for like two years. I I, I stopped watching it, and I I'll never watch another basketball game. Oh, me either. I, as far as I'm concerned, me. LeBron told me if I'm if I don't believe in him, then don't watch. Okay, I'm not gonna Fair watch. <laughs> I won't watch. I'll yeah. never watch again. Couldn't care less. I don't know. It, I hear I hear the Cleveland sports, you know, on the on the radio and whatnot, and um, they talk about these players. I've never seen a single one of them play. Jared Allen or what's the guy Mitchell Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I've never seen these guys so much as dribble a basketball. See, what, what angers me, though, and, you know, Triv and I would argue about this because Triv, at first, wanted to sit there and say, yeah, screw these guys and screw the you know, basketball and screw mm-hmm. baseball and all this kind of stuff and, and football. And then he came and he kind of switched a little bit and said, I'm not going to let these players or what they're doing take away from the game that I love. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of get that because I enjoy watching baseball. I enjoy watching I football. And so, you know, the couple of idiots that want to kneel or that want to act like dicks and stuff like that, then you know, it bothers me. But do I let, am I going to let them ruin the game that I like? And sad part is sometimes, yes, I, I have let it. Sometimes, I, I'll tell you, I've adjusted how I watch everything. That's for sure. I know I don't watch, like, football. I don't watch any pregame, any halftime, or any postgame. I watch only the game. I know that they put, I know that the kickoff is at 101 every day, every game. So I watch, I turn on my TV at 101 so that I don't, so I don't catch even a minute of these guys trying to talk their political garbage. And baseball, I just don't watch it like I used to. And honestly, a lot of times with baseball, maybe you should check into this, Seth. You might like it. There's a, on all of the free channels, Freevee and yeah. um, Pluto and whatever, they all have something called MLB Classic Games, which is all the old games right? from the 60s, 70s, 80s, That's and cool. 90s. And it's full games. It's not like, you know, some 20-minute recap. It's the full three-hour games. And a lot of it, and it's not only playoff games or whatever. It's like, hey, here's the A's and, here's the A's and the, you know, the Angels. From 1986 or whatever, and you just huh. watch it. It's like Rod Carew and Bobby Gritch, and nice. you know, it's like, all right, this is cool, and you watch it for three hours. It's like a 
eight to seven game or it's always a good game too. It's never a 13 to three or nothing. Right. So I do that a lot more than I do regular baseball now. Basketball though is dead. I don't care. They wrecked that for me. Yeah, I, I, I can't can't watch basketball. I liked basketball back in the loved it eighties. Eighties. Yeah. You know, Charles Pat Barkley, Doctor J, Larry Bird. Yeah, those magic. Kind of guys. Yeah. Even the Pistons with those teams that you just wanted to fucking, I freaking hate. Yeah, Lambeer, those Lambeer, years. those guys, man. It was, I mean, but it was fun basketball to watch. Yeah, Mark it was. Weiss draining threes. I mean, it was it was fun mm-hmm. to watch basketball back then, even though the Cavs blew it all the time. Yeah. But Michael Jordan, those kind of, that era was just a good thing. Great. Before that was a great era of, sure. uh, of basketball. But yeah. these athletes today Mm-mm. suck. Dude, Although, you just... did you hear what Amari Sotomayor said the other day? No. Uh, he came out after these attacks in Israel and went off and basically called out Black Lives Matter and said, well, he actually said, fuck you. Wow. And he said, fuck you to like numerous groups that are coming out in support of Palestinians. And for a guy like that to come out and literally say F you to Black Lives Matter, I was taken back. I was like, all right, wow. well, I can support this guy a little bit. Find <laughs> <laughs> him. <laughs> that's that's wow. I did not see that. No, I. Dude, I, I, I'll take up the, the fringe sports now. That's what I watch. Power slap. That's my stuff. Yeah. The power slap or any UFC. Because, and especially UFC or MMA, they all keep the politics out of it completely. Like, every one of them federations, there's none of them that are saying anything political. Nothing. It's great. All right. Well, I'm going to see if I can find that Amari Stoudemire clip because I want to play that. Um, okay. We got to take a quick break, and we got to play dog pound details. Yes, to play this weekend, and I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to play. They're saying he could be out four to six weeks. Oh, good with a shoulder injury. Good. So we we'll talk about the Browns when we come back because I I heard something today that made me just think this team is just dead, and I know I've been on the other side of it for the start of the year, but I might be coming over to the dark side with you here. Yeah, I think they got some major problems, and I don't think they're ever going to be right. Um, and I think they got to get a new quarterback. Two hundred and thirty million dollars later. All right, so let's uh, take a quick break. We'll do that, and then we have uh, Tony Masaccio coming up shortly too. Cool. And we also have uh, Greg Mack from ninety-five-five The Fish coming on it uh, a little bit. He's got okay. a very cool charitable thing that uh, we need to promote. I think it's going to be cool, and I, I encourage everybody to help out a little bit, whatever you can. I think it's going to be pretty good so cool uh hang on and we'll be back in just a few minutes if you want to check out some 90s music i think it's gonna be a party i'm going listen up the 1990s regional rock sensation the fifth wheel is back with the original lineup for a very special 30th anniversary concert october 20th at jilly's music room in akron Get your tickets now at thefifthwheelmusic.com. It's the ultimate alt rewind as the fifth wheel plays their hits from the 90s along with brand new tunes. Join me, Rocco, formerly the Rock Dog, from WMMS at 107.9 BN. And me, Carrie Danger. Get your tickets at thefifthwheelmusic.com for the fifth wheel live at Jilly's in Akron, October 20th. As the fifth wheel celebrates 30 years with very special guests on Masonic. Join us as we flash back with the 5th Wheel 30th Anniversary Concert, October 20th at Jilly's Music Room in Akron. Special new record release, 
special guest, a great show, cake reception. What more could you ask for? Get your tickets now at thefifthwheelmusic.com. It's the Fifth Wheel 30th Anniversary Concert. Don't miss it. There's no place like home, and whether it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendici, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today to find your heart's desire. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. 216 216- 470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. What's up, everyone? John Drake here with another edition of the Dog Pound Details right here on the Seth Williams Show. Let's make this short and sweet. The Browns are going to get their asses kicked by the 49ers this week. I don't care who the hell's playing quarterback. It ain't happening. This is one of those games where you just you know what's going to happen going in and you don't have any hope. And I did not have a problem with Kevin Stefanski for the first three weeks of the season, but he is reverted back to his old self uh, in words and in deeds over the last two weeks. And it's just 
I'm over Kevin Stefanski. This is one of those games where other teams in the NFL might come out and have this incredibly emotional, moral victory and just upset the Niners, the best team in the league by far, and just come out with their hair on fire and catch you know the 49ers off guard and you know what's supposed to be some rainy low 50 degree weather you know they're coming from the west coast and you know the whole time change and everything like that it's not even a four o'clock game they're playing at one o'clock which for them is you know like playing at 11 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning if you could do proper math which i couldn't a minute ago um but that's not going to happen you know under Kevin Stefanski, the Browns have never had a win like that. Uh, the only one I think you could say that was close to that would be the playoff victory against Pittsburgh, and he wasn't on the sideline. He was at home in his basement with COVID. So Mike Prefer was the coach for that game. Um, I'm not saying it was all Prefer's doing. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that if you want to think of a signature win in the Kevin Stefanski era, it's that playoff game, and he wasn't on the sideline. So... Um, the Browns are going to get their asses kicked this weekend. The 49ers have one of the best defenses in the league. They have one of the best offenses in the league. They have scored over 30 points in every single game they've played this year. Uh, they they just they don't lose. They look great doing it. Kyle Shanahan really had a rough time here in Cleveland for the year that he was here. Uh, we all know about the 32-point presentation. So he's coming in here looking to kick some ass. Uh and, and what do we have? We have Kevin Stefanski. Uh, instead of coming out and saying, yeah, Deshaun Watson might not play, well, he's day-to-day. We're looking for functional ability or whatever. The functional – it's like, shut up, dude. Do you, really, do you really think that the San Francisco 49ers are sitting out there on the West Coast going, oh, my God, we got a game plan for Dorian Thompson-Robinson? No. No, dickhead. They're game planning for Deshaun Watson. It doesn't matter what you say. They're game planning for Deshaun Watson. And if he does, and they know they're going to beat him. And if he doesn't play, they know they're going to kick the crap out of Dorian Thompson Robinson. So what is with this gamesmanship? At the beginning of the year, right here on the show, I said that what's going to be Kevin Stefanski's undoing is his arrogance, and he's displaying it yet again. He, you know, didn't go away from the Deshaun Watson game plan against Baltimore when. You know, Deshaun couldn't go during pregame. Instead of calling a game on the fly that would fit Dorian Thompson-Robinson's style, his lack of experience, you name it. Instead of doing that, he just went, nope, this is the game plan. We're doing we're doing what I drew up. You, you just have to do this. And now we're getting this, well, Deshaun Watson's day-to-day. It's, it's ridiculous. He, he's ridiculous. And we're not, we're not going to get, you know, I hate to use this phrase, but we're not going to get to the promised land. Under Kevin Stefanski, I'm firmly convinced of it. I was close to convinced at the beginning of the season, and now, now I'm firmly convinced. And, you know, I, again, this is one of those games where other teams in the NFL might rise up and get that crazy victory you never expect. But that doesn't happen to us. And especially under Stefanski, it does not happen to us. So... We're, we're just dead in the water this week. Um, my biggest hope for this game is that I don't have to leave at halftime. Um, I'm buying ponchos. I'm going to spend 25 bucks on parking, like 40, 50 bucks on cheeseburgers and beer and stuff like that for me and my wife. And I'm just hoping that there's something to watch beyond the end of the first half. Otherwise, I'm beating traffic and I'm going to come home and go to bed early, get some rest. You know, why not? It's better than watching that crap. So anyway, um, 
I still have a lot of faith in the Browns, but I don't have faith in Kevin Stefanski. Uh, there's way too much talent on this team to be wasted on the way that he handles things, and he, he can't get this team to rise to the occasion. And they can't stack wins under Stefanski. They don't get signature wins like we would need this weekend against the 49ers. So, yeah, enjoy the game this weekend, guys. Uh, sorry to be uh, such a bastion of positive energy here, but, um, yeah, go Browns. Hoo, hoo! Well, Bloom John Drake Daddy uh, <laughs> says we need to get rid of Stefanski. I think we better put a suicide watch on John. <laughs> yeah. He may jump off the, t- the the upper deck at the game on Saturday. Heidi's checking in. I'm so glad us in Baltimore got the good Cleveland franchise. Screw you, Heidi, for numerous reasons. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm glad you're watching, Heidi. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. I hope her city gets hit by a bomb. Israel not have its own army? Maybe we should keep away. Maybe we should send the Browns over there. <laughs> to what, depress them into surrender? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty grim outlook on the on the game on Sunday, wasn't it? Jeez. Hamas could watch the Browns get bored and... <laughs> Just give up. Give up. Here's our guns. Here's our knives. Here's Screw our... this. Yeah, we quit. Just don't make us watch anymore. Let the us West watch bad the enough. Look at this crap. That's right. All right. Uh, Amari Stoudemire. Okay. This is what he had to say regarding the situation in Israel. Okay. And Hamas. Unlike the other Americans that are out there celebrating and cheering the death and destruction and babies getting their heads chopped off and rape and torture. I woke up, man, this morning with some disturbing news out of Israel that Hamas kidnapping children, putting them in cages, killing women, killing the elderly. That's some coward shit. That's cowardly. And for all y'all Black Lives Matter who ain't saying nothing, well, let me figure out exactly what happened before I say anything. Fuck you. Figure out what? It ain't never been cool to kidnap kids and put them in cages ain't never been cool to kill women and, and elderly never been no matter where you're from what you represent what tribe you for don't matter ain't never been no cool they ain't never been none that nobody supported and then you go and hide and put the kids in front of you as a barricade that's some coward shit all you politicians who always have something to say on the contrary i see you fuck you all you black lives matter people who always have something to say and always supported everything else and you quiet now Fuck you too. Only place in the world where I can go and study Torah and eat kosher food. Only place in the world. Some coward shit, dog. And all y'all support it. Fuck you. Oh my mama, we don't we don't respect none of y'all for that. Peace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> now that guy had some comments, man. Good for him. Hey, man, he's probably taking some shit, too. Oh, I'm sure he's taking a ton. But good for him. I mean, what does he care? He's got $150 million in a bank. What are they going to do to him? I, well, it's going to be uncomfortable when he gets on the court with somebody like LeBron, who who knows how he feels. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. What, what did LeBron say? Does LeBron say anything? I put him I'm sure. in, I he's, guarantee he's way too big of a coward to say something. Come on. I guarantee you there's guys out there that are going to give him a lot of shit for what he's saying. Mari Stoudemire? No. I might watch this other game soon. Does he still play or is he retired? 
No. I think he's retired, isn't he? Uh, we got Greg Mack from 95.5 The Fish coming up in just a little bit, so let's get to Tony Masaccio. All right. Who's live somewhere and back from Hawaii. Gentlemen, how are you? Good. How are you? You're all tan. Look at you. I am. So guess what? I am back from Hawaii, 24 hours in a hotel. I'm sorry, in the airport, on flights, back and forth. I brought home coffee, which is $60 a freaking ounce. Wow. <laughs> As I said before, I could have found a better deal in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, not only did I bring home coffee, the reason why I'm not at a restaurant, I brought home co- I brought home COVID. Oh, oh wow. That sucks. Yep. So, I've had it since Sunday night. Uh, I thought I had a cold. I tested myself this morning. And sure enough, I got right. well, COVID, guys. That's almost better than being in a restaurant. So, what... Not, not for you, but I mean for me, because I want to ask you questions about this. What is it? What does this new strain of COVID feel like? You know what? It's just my. I got an itchy throat. I'm sneezing. I'm coughing. I never get a headache, and I have a headache. It's like a hangover. Actually, it's a great question, stuff. Um, that's how. That's how I feel. I mean, I woke up this morning. It was like I was drinking bourbon. Not. Yeah. Did you? Lose, did you lose your your taste and smell like the other COVID? So I did. Um, so my wife, I lost my taste and smell, and my wife's cookie never tasted better. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, you know, it's funny. I just had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So my daughter's a nurse practitioner, and she said, just make sure that you eat something that's very flavorful and has smell. And sure enough, it, uh, it tasted great. So I'm getting better. Good. Um, you know, supposedly you're supposed to be off for, like, not see anybody for five days. So... This is ridiculous. And I'm not getting the shot. I mean, you know, these people are still getting these shots and getting the flu. I've never had a flu shot, and I'm not getting one. So I'm done. I'm going to take my vitamins. I got my aspirin. I'm good to go. Where do you think you got it, Tony? You think you got it on the plane? I must have. You know, that's a great question, Chris. I must have got on a plane, and it didn't occur until I got home. Uh, My neighbor was sitting right next to me, and he didn't get it. So I have no idea. And I was fine, you know, for the 11 days I was in Hawaii. I mean, I was, I was great. Well, that's so, all that counts. I mean, now you got an excuse to stay home and not work some more. So exactly. now you can recover from your trip and uh, it's a cold basically, but you don't want to give it to anybody else. So yeah, you're, yeah. you're set now, Tone. Yeah. So anyways, well, I heard you guys talking about the conflict Monday about this whole Israel. Yeah. I, this thing's, an, I got to tell you something. This is People don't realize this. And who has a phone in front of them real quick? I want you to look something up. Chris, can you do this? Yeah. There's 8 billion people in the world, and you're going to be amazed. Pop out how many Jews there are worldwide. And while you're looking that up, um, again, this conflict has been going on since 1949. And the Jews are not only the most religious people in the world, they're the most helpful in business. They're in every business around the world. Chris, did you, did yeah, you get it yet? Six, 16.1 million Jews in the Is world. Is that amazing? Yep. It's unbelievable. It's the, lo- it's the lowest uh, percentage in a religion yeah. in the world. They and they're p- everywhere. They're in every country. Mm, and, the re- and, and the reason why they became so successful from the beginning of time They've helped each other out. That's why you've had Jewish 
uh, there's you know, Jewish owners and Jewish bosses that are so successful because they not only help, they're the greatest businessmen, but they've helped those uh, that are that are in that religion and culture. And that's and nobody else does that. It's now, to think about this. You, are, you know, you, you got your son, uh, you know, you got Morty. He's going to give you a $40,000 loan to his nephew or his niece, and they start businesses. Now, you so, are Jewish, correct? I am. So I have a slice of Jew in me, and that's why I'm very, this is very important to me. Well, and, so, and so, one, I'm sorry that you know, all this has happened, man. I, I feel for you and, yep. and people that you know and family and stuff like that. I mean, how disgusting is it to you when you see people that are out there celebrating this? this what happened? I mean, it's disgusting. It, it's horrible, Seth. And again, I, I mean, and you know what? The the problem is, the Jews. First of all, they they're the best military in the world at eighteen years old. Whether you're a male or a female, you are enlisted into the army. The size of right. Israel is like the size of New Jersey. So they've been protecting this land since the beginning of time. And it's a religious, it's a political, it's a landmark that the Palestinians want and vice versa. So it uh, it just be, this is going to be a mess though now. I, you know, and I don't think now Israel's as passive as they are. Nobody wants to die except those, the, Ham, the Hamas can care less if they die. That's the right. problem. Mm-hmm. As we're seeing with this conflict, they're just savages. Yeah. And again, you know, you feel for the Palestinians, you feel for the, those who are in America that have families, whether it be Jews, Palestine, Arab, it's just, uh, it's not going to get any better. I think now they should just end it. They should just freaking end it and have America and all the allies blow this place up. Well, that's, you know, a lot of that's innocent people, but. That's what we've been saying for days now is that now's the time. If there's yep. ever been a time, now's the time to say enough is enough. Just go in there, make it a parking lot, and do it together. Yep, I agree. You know, try to get as many innocent people out as you can, and then, but get rid of these terrorists. Get rid of them I for know. good now. Um, you know, and here's going to be a situation where these guys, I, you know, again, they're going to put feet. They're going to be feet on the ground. The unfortunate part is they don't have the. They've got the missiles. They just don't have the tanks. But they have a lot less soldiers than Israel does. Um, and again, I think America is going to go in there, unfortunately, and they're going to be on the ground, which is going to happen. There's no two ways about this. This is going to be close to World War II. And unfortunately, guys, you know, they say that the world's going to end in the Middle East. I hope it does. I want to retire first. I'm going to take all my money out of the bank. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we've been talking about, too, that's disgusting about this whole thing, Tone, is that there are people in our own government that people have elected. There's actually a person in the state of like in a state house in Ohio that thinks that this was a good thing that happened. I mean, there's people that make our laws there are people that we elected that think that this is a good thing. It's horrific. Yeah, it really is horrific. So. um it's interesting, and I was on a, on a show a couple of years ago on 1490, which is the radio station that I'm on, and it was two black conservative women and a white guy. So at the end of my show, we talked about politics. We talked about everything that war. She was a very religious girl. They're no longer on the air. And she kind of saw this writing on the wall, which is really crazy. She's been to Israel. She's been overseas. Her husband... 
um, was very big in politics. Actually, her name is Laverne Gord. She became a politician. And um, it's interesting you say that because that's what happens. I mean, they have no realm of life. It's sad. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I used to end that show. It was called Red, White, Black, and Blue. And my sign-off was Red, White, Black, and Blue, and a slice of Jew. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's... I, I got to put a little jovial to this, guys. I mean, it's, you know, again, and the Jews are, they're, they're a part of my life because I have a business that has a thousand window cleaning customers and probably 40% of them are Jews. Sure. Which we do the Orthodox Jews, which, you know, again, they're, they, as it said, religious wise, you know, every Saturday is Sabbath. They have like, you know, 25 to 30 religious days throughout the year. So my joke is the Jews have one more holiday. I'm going to go out of business. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, Tony, and, and I'll be honest, I'm not I'm not guy that, that judges positively or negatively any group, any group, black, white, Jew, uh, Catholicism, any, you know, I don't judge anyone. I just judge it as people. Yes. And just looking at the, the situation how anybody can justify the killing of babies and and women and elderly people. Yeah, if it's a war, okay. I, I can almost justify war if it's this side against that side. I can almost go with that, you know, who's stronger, whatever. But if you're paratrooping into music festivals, kidnapping the women and I kids know. and lopping their heads off and stuff, you know, I don't care what the reason is. It, it's... It's not human. It's it just not human. human. You, know. you know, and there's too many innocent lives that got killed on this thing. That's why they're going to put their foot down, unfortunately. And, you know, you have all these synagogues in America. There's, you know, these in, Jews throughout America. Again, I just told you how many. There's not that many. I, yeah. I mean, percentage. I mean, it's like point, 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 point two. it said. Point yeah, two percent. Point two. Yeah. Is that incredible? Chris, yeah. it's unbelievable. And guess what? And they got been. Think about it. They lost six million when Hitler took over. Um, they've been purged all their lives. And again, they're an innocent. And I don't care who you are. They're still whether, well, like you had said, black, white, orange, purple, Jewish, Catholic. They're an innocent. They're we're innocent. Yeah. It's just so sad. Um, yeah, again, really hopefully uh, something resolves here and it resolves fast. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen fast, which is unfortunate. There's too much politics going in there that they're not the, – the Jews are just not going to kill innocent people. But guess what? It's going to happen because I think they're, they are going to level the place. Well, they've already cut everything off, which was yeah. the smartest thing they could have done. I mean, that's the smart – you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And as it said, just the surrounding of Israel itself, it's such a small area. Um, it's just sad. Yep. So I feel for all the people that, you know, have families over there um, that are going through this crisis. Yeah, it's a mess. Well, we feel for you, Tony. I hope you get better with your, your COVID. I, I appreciate it. Uh, so next Wednesday, I'm sure I'll be somewhere. And uh, I got to take you guys out to eat. We just Can, can we do a remote somewhere? We got to figure this out. You need to figure this out. Works for me. Doubt. Some, um, somebody said you should do it from a Jewish deli in support next week, Tony. That's a great idea. You great know idea. what? I'm going to Jack's Deli. There you go. There you go. Good one. 
Yeah, we always loved Jax. Jax was actually a big supporter of Coach for Kids. Yep, excellent. So, you know what? I'm going to have a 13-inch corned beef sandwich in front of me next week. Very nice. Very nice. With Swiss cheese and mustard and uh. a couple of pickles. And you guys will be salivating like you always do. I've never had a pickle, so I don't know what that's like. Oh, oh wait, you never had a pickle? I've never had a pickle. Oh, my God. Oh, Seth. Lord. Yes. Oh. Never had a pickle. Right. Not even guess on like a burger, not even a slice of pickle. I've never had a pickle. Not a slice of pickle. All right, well, guess what? You're eating a pickle. Guess what? <laughs> We're doing a dare. You're eating a pickle. My, right. my, my, uh, my side of asparagus <laughs> uh, and all the other true. stuff I haven't tried. And guess what? You got to have a pickle with a corned beef sandwich. Amen to that. And you got to have asparagus. You've never had asparagus with butter, a holiday sauce on it. Mm. I got to teach you how to live, Mr. But, Williams. Well, there's, as soon as you're feeling better, I'll join you. There's nothing yeah. better than taking. <laughs> there's nothing better than taking a bite of corned beef and then following it with a bite of like a, a, I, a stiff pickle. I agree. That's what she said. So wait, wait, what kind? Of, <laughs> What does a pickle taste like, though? It's so it's a it's like have you had a cucumber? No. Pickle is a cucumber. Never oh, had a cucumber. Jeez, no. oh man. <laughs> okay, so all right, I'm just going grocery shopping <laughs> with you. I'm going grocery shopping. <laughs> Starting there, I'm meeting you at Marks. All right. All Feel right, better, Joan. I appreciate you guys. I will see you next week. That was good. Really, and actually, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, probably within a month, I am going to cook in my kitchen i'm gonna make eggplant okay. parmesan nice and guess what you're gonna taste it then seth yeah, you're never two from me you're gonna love it all right with a little mozzarella cheese some sauce on it i fry it and bake it guys i'll see you next wednesday I may Thanks, see so. you at uh jack's or maybe at slimans all right there you go tony massage reporting you. for the seth williams show and of course you can tune me in every saturday morning at flashpoint 1490 W-E-R-E, which I will be at Kitchen Social. We were there once before, and you know what? We'll be there again. They have a great fall menu. Right. Very good. Guys, back to you in the studio. Have Thanks, a great bro. evening. Thank Feel you. Feel better. Again. Feel better. Tony Massage with the COVID. Wow. But at least it didn't ruin his trip. Or his internet. That's the, best internet, yeah, well, that's the best internet he ever had. Maybe he should do them all from his house. Yeah. Maybe he should door dash his food and into him and just do it from his house every day. And so then you could were, deliver it to him. Yeah, somebody wanted to know who said, uh, talked about this stuff in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, it was Representative Munira Yassin Abdullahi. Oh, guilty. Jesus. State Representative, Ohio District 9. First Muslim woman and youngest serving Dem member of the uh, 135th, whatever, fighting for equality and prosperity for all Ohioans. But Unless they're Jewish. In, <laughs> stands in solidarity with Palestine. Yeah. Unless they're Jewish Ohioans. And right. Then she, then she wants Ohioans, them dead. Not so much. Yeah. If you're Jewish, I want you dead! If you're chanting... Uh, or the death of innocent people. But if your grandmother got her head cut off this weekend, good. She's happy to see you. Jeez, oh man. So if you voted for her, God bless you. Those are yeah. the people you 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 people out there elect these people. Oh, thank you. Michigan, lay off the pot so you stop voting in people <laughs> like Rashida Talib. Well, Ohio, we don't have pot, and they voted in somebody equally as bad. I know that. It's, it's, it's not any better here. The pot isn't the problem. 
Rashida Tlaib couldn't comment on the beheadings of babies. Yeah, we played that clip uh, earlier in the show. You are so correct. She's too busy celebrating. All right, now we have to switch gears a little bit. Do you want me to take the war stuff off the back? No, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I think. But, wow, it is pretty rough, but that's fine. I can change it. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, we are welcoming a friend to the show from 95.5 The Fish. Entertainer, extraordinaire, personality on the radio. I think he does some assistant programming stuff as well. And an avid biker. And now when I say biker, Greg, Greg Mack, welcome to the show, first of all. Oh, all right. thank you. Wow, what an introduction. I'm telling you. And I'll tell you another thing. One of the nicest people that I think I've ever met in my entire life. I've known you for like three months now. And I've never heard anything bad about you. And you've been like one of the sweetest people at that radio station and just an all-around good person. I appreciate that, Seth. And you know what? After uh, years of listening to you uh, on your other radio station, I was thrilled to hear that you were coming over to our <laughs> cluster of stations. And we're so happy to have you. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be there. Believe me. Um, it's a it's a pleasure over there. Uh, but yeah, I will say that. Matt. Yeah, how are you doing, Chris. man? How are Chris. you? Yeah, there you go. Well, I'm doing well. Doing well. Good. Good. Now, Chris, I'm going to tell you one thing about Greg that maybe okay. a lot of people do or do not know. Okay. Um, he's crazy. He may be nice. <laughs> he may be a sweet guy and very talented on the air at the fish, but he is crazy because he bikes everywhere. And I don't mean yeah, <laughs> See, that's the bike. Now, I'm one not talking. Of, yeah. I'm not nine bikes. Harley. Nine bikes. Yes. Yes. Talking, yeah, I wasn't talking about like a Harley. I'm talking about a bike where you have to actually move the feet and the legs and everything else to get from <laughs> one place to another. I, I don't know what that's like. I had one, I think, when I, when I was like six, and it was the last bike that I owned. You know, I used to love biking as a kid, and then, you know, you, you grow up, and you, you don't bike anymore, and you, you become an adult, and you do your thing, and <clears throat> back in 2009, I... I decided, hey, why not? Uh, why not get a bike? And I couldn't pedal to the end of my street without getting out of breath. Right. And uh, by the following year, I was doing fifty-mile bike rides. The year after wow. that, hundred-mile bike rides. <laughs> and it's just such an easy thing to pick up. Uh, uh, most people can pick it up, uh, no matter what uh, physical shape they're in. Especially now with the advent of the e-bike. So. What is an e-bike? I don't even know what that is. An e-bike is a uh, mo uh, has a motor on it, a motor assist, and as long as you're pedaling, that motor will kick in and give you a little extra oomph. Oh, for like hills and stuff, for hills or even flat. My my uh, fiance is a cancer survivor, okay, and um, we got her one. Because uh, her breathing was affected uh, after uh, cancer. In fact, she was in radio as well. Uh, and um, it ended her radio career. But uh, it also affected the things she could do in everyday life. So we got mm -hmm. her an e-bike. And now she pedals with me. She'll go 20 miles an hour and keep up with me. Wow. Now, now, I, I, that, me, personally, I, I don't know about me with a one-leg thing, though. I don't know about, if there's a bike out there for, like, an amputee guy. I don't know my prosthetic. They, they have hand. They have uh, bikes where you pedal using uh, um, hand pedals. Oh, really? And uh, I don't know what you call them, but they're called hand bikes. How do you steer? 
probably the same way you would. Uh, you just you probably have to stop pedaling to steer, but okay. you, you know move your arms. That, that that's a good question. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What what led you into into riding so far? Where, is it a competitive thing or was it just like like an addiction? Like everybody gets their addiction to whatever it would be or, or what? I think what it is, is I sucked at sports as a okay. kid. I, I, and I always say those who, those who can't play sports ride bikes. And I, <laughs> and I think this is my outlet, my physical outlet. Some people play football, they play baseball, whatever. Uh, cycling is my, was my outlet. And um, it, it just became an addiction. And I started doing group biking events and, my fiance, who after she, her radio career ended uh, because of uh, her cancer, went to work for the American Cancer Society. And she's like, hey, you know, you could put your biking to good use. Well, and, and that's kind of why you're on today, because you're doing something that I think is very cool. And I, I want to make sure that I mean, that's what you're here for. So tell mm-hmm. people what you're doing. We have the link that we're going to put up here. But I mean, what, what are you what are you doing? Yeah, so during the October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, the American Cancer Society has uh, different media personalities representing their Men Wear Pink program. Um, Todd Meany from Channel Eight does it, and, and this year I'm I'm doing it, and we're tasked with raising money for breast cancer uh, research in the American Cancer Society, and obviously i'm raising money for them uh, partly because of, of my fiance gina but um acs really hit home with me because it's not just about raising money for cancer research you know everybody talks research and they they vomit statistics i can i can vomit some statistics for you if you want but um acs is the real deal because they provide services right here in Cleveland for cancer patients, whether it's breast cancer or any other kind of cancer. They have Hope Lodges all over the country. So if you're diagnosed with a certain kind of cancer that maybe the best doctor for you isn't here, maybe in Miami or uh, Utah or wherever, they've got Hope Lodges all over the U.S. where you can stay free of charge while you're getting treatment out of town. Because Lord knows that uh, treatment is expensive for mm-hmm. anybody. I don't care what your insurance policy looks like. Sure. And the last thing you want to do is be shelling out, you know, 150 bucks a night, 200 bucks a night for a hotel room. Right. Yeah. Um, they provide uh, rides to cancer treatment. Uh, you know, whether you're a, a, a veteran or somebody who maybe doesn't have uh, much uh, in the way of family and friends. They provide rides. They have a cancer answer line. So if you're diagnosed with cancer, um, you know, that's a shock to the system. And, and, and you you don't know what you don't know. Right. So if you don't know the right questions to ask your doctor, you're not going to ask your doctor the right questions. Right. And, and intra- I, I went through, my son went through um, uh, non, non-Hodgkin's Hodgkin, lymphoma and okay. went through a a year of chemo and radiation and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm well aware of what goes on with it. And the other piece to what you're saying too, is a lot of times the doctors, they're used to it. So Mm -hmm. they, they kind of glaze, they blitz through it where a lot of times you're not, 
as the you know person going through it, you don't know what to ask. They're not telling you, and it's it's a scary place if you don't have anybody to call. That's a great what you were just saying. That's a great little function to actually have somebody that you can just ask questions to. Because I know that was one of our biggest problems was the doctors like, oh well, you have this. We're going to start this. We're going to do treatment here, and we're like, whoa, what are you talking? You know, right? We, we were still trying to adjust to. You just said my son has cancer yeah. and you're into, well, you're going to do this for six months and this for five months and radiation. You got to get a mask that bolts to a table and all, you know, all this crazy stuff. It mm-hmm. really, to have an organization that just offers somebody to talk to, that's probably more valuable than anything else that you mentioned as far as rides or anything else to mm-hmm. somebody going through it. That's a great, great little perk that you just mentioned there man absolutely and then of course you know you know that uh, the donations also fund uh you know they 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 give grants to researchers and they, they've been instrumental in um uh the research that led to the 3d mammograms so okay. if if you're a woman with dense breast tissue uh this goes beyond the regular mammogram that might not pick up uh breast cancer um Gina probably, uh, she's probably okay with me saying this, but she does have dense breast tissue. So she gets those 3D mammograms. Um, And because of this kind of research, um, there are so many women that have been diagnosed at stage zero, which is obviously the most uh, treatable position. That's the best cancer diagnosis you want is that you're stage zero because it's the most treatable. Uh, Natalie Herbeck from Channel 8 shared her story and she was diagnosed at stage zero and was able to uh, um, have it treated pretty quickly. Sure. You know, it's so scary too, because you don't, everybody knows somebody that had a brush with cancer or had a problem with it. And it's, it, they do all this research. You just pray to God that something's going to come out of it. And it seems like we are making headway, but it needs to happen quicker. Yeah, it needs to happen yesterday. Yeah, for sure. And if you think about it, think about all the women you know, and even men, because breast uh, breast cancer affects men as well. Um, I think all of us know of a friend or mm-hmm. a relative that has gone through breast cancer. It is that common. I I, my, I actually have a family member who is a, a, a guy who uh, had part of his breast removed because of, of, of cancer. And so, yeah, it's definitely not just women. And all this, I mean, it really needs to be taken care of. But Yeah, and, and you know, you're, you're doing this for your, your mothers, your sisters, your brother, or your, well, your brothers, your, your daughters, your, your grandparents. You know, this is big. So what I'm doing is for every dollar that's donated in October, I am biking one mile. Oh, wow. And in fact, I just received a $100 donation just before we went on the air. So I'm up to 358 miles. I've tackled 60 of those in the last couple of days. Uh, but I've got I've got a pretty busy schedule, so I'm gonna I might be doing some midnight rides here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's funny because he came in this morning uh, and took a picture of me while I was having I had a mouthful of sandwich. I'm like <laughs> I have my turkey on wheat that I'm chewing on. He comes in and takes a picture with of us together. I got this big huge thing in the side of my face. 
but <laughs> he's got his biking suit on. The bike is there with him and everything else. And I saw on Facebook one day where I asked him, I said, well, how far do you live from work? It was like Parma, six miles or something like that. He biked like 30 some miles around to get to work. I took the long way. Yeah. Yeah. The long way. And I'm sitting there going, I don't (laughs) driving 30 miles to get pissed off at everything in the world. I can't (laughs) only imagine biking for 30 miles. But well, when you pick the long way though, you you do the scenic less traveled roads. So it's a little bit better than coming Rockside road all the way down on a bike. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what scenic roads means? That means hills and, and, and windy turns and everything else. So no, I'm not, not a big fan. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my direct six-mile route from Parma to Independence is pretty flat. When I go for the 30-miler, there are some hills. I'm going sure. through Brexville in North Royalton. Yeah. Right. I, I, I held a motorcycle ride, and I rode a, 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 my motorcycle that I had way back when. And I went through the Metro Parks, and I almost died within 35 seconds of being on the, the course. And I barely made it back, but I can only imagine doing the biking. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to ask, is biking kind of your, aside from doing it for a good cause, mm-hmm. is it is it what you do to kind of escape the world, so to speak? Is it your place that you can just kind of decompress? and? Absolutely. Uh, I'm alone with my thoughts. Uh, if I'm not listening to the Seth Williams show, because I, I <laughs> actually listen to you guys, your pot, uh, the the replay uh, okay. while I'm biking. But there are times where I don't have any music on or any podcasts, and I'm just alone with my thoughts, just working through the issues of the day. Sure. And I, I undiagnosed, but I'm pretty sure that uh, I have some form of light ADD. And when I when I get done with a ride, even a six mile ride, I come in and I'm totally focused. Okay. So it does a lot for me mentally. Um, I biked with a guy who uh, uh, was diagnosed with MS. Uh, I biked with him this summer, and uh, he's had MS for ten years, and you wouldn't even know. And his doctor said it's amazing how since he's taken up biking, that plaque in your brain that MS causes. It's kept it at bay. Um, so it is very therapeutic for the brain wow. and, and the body, obviously. Sure. Well, it, it, it just is. And it's one of those things. It's, it's kind of like walking in the sense that people don't realize the, the value to it, I think, because it's because it's a little more common. You know, it's not going to the gym and lifting weights or walking a stair climb or any of that. It's just something that you kind of just get up and do ever since you were four or five years old for a lot of people. But from everything I understand, walking, biking, those are like two of the single best exercises that you can do, right? For sure. For sure. And and both walking and biking are low impact. Right. I've tried running. I come from a family of runners and, and I can't do it. Kills my knees. Right. Yeah. How long have you been doing radio? Uh, since 2006. How'd you get into the, into the radio business? Yeah. Well, I um, actually, I graduated high school back in 92 and I d- decided uh, um, I was going to get an internship at a station called JAMA 92. I don't know if you guys yeah, of course. Yeah. And, um, you know, I thought I was uh, a big shot back then, 18 years old. And 
um, ended up just sleeping in all the time. I was a, a morning show intern. Okay. <laughs> it's completely irresponsible, immature. And so I got canned, probably the only intern that's ever been fired. <laughs> the only free labor. And that kind of humbled me. And I kind of took my tail between my legs and went into retail for, uh, you know, 12, 13 years. Okay. And I finally, I'm like, you know what? I want to, I still want to do it. Still want to do it. So sure. I went to broadcasting school um, at, at the broadcasting school here in yeah. town and um, worked for Hot 101 down in Youngstown and did a couple of internships uh, for Ideastream and nice. and uh, landed at The Fish um, about 19 years ago. And I've been here ever since. That's awesome. Wow. Let me ask you about The Fish. As somebody that, that, <laughs> My wife used to beat me to death with the fish, like <laughs> literally a fish. It was a, no, no, yeah, really, it was no, no. In in the era, probably two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two era. Every other song was "Mercy Me." I can only rem- oh, only imagine or "Jesus Take the Wheel." Carrie Underwood, mm-hmm. A or B, and I mean, I was trying to tell this to Seth. You could probably justify it to me when I say it was every hour. It was literally every hour, right? For a long time, we were really oh. repetitive. Uh, and that Mercy Me song, that's like the Christian contemporary signature song. I mean, right. my, my, it was played at my grandfather's funeral. I think everybody plays it at their funeral. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Josh Booth is, um, is our music director now, and he's done a fantastic job of... Uh, broadening our selection and also right. making us sound um, competitive with w- with WGAR and uh, sure. Star One Hundred and Two. Um, you know, yeah, for a while there, we were sounding pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, and it, it it used to frustrate me. I, I mean, I'm a total music guys, and and mm-hmm. I really can bounce genres. You know, I'm yeah, I'm good with anything from hardcore rap to death metal and everything in the middle Mm -hmm. you know and it used to drive me crazy because i wanted to like a lot of it and i i liked some of it and i knew some of the bands like i had interviewed like jars of clay and stuff like that plum Mm -hmm. you know bands that were you know i don't want to say religious bands but christian christian oriented bands and none of them were getting played and it was it it used to drive me nuts that it was Mm -hmm. like well, if it, if it's not, I can only imagine. Well, it's another Mercy Me song, or it's another, you know, or it's we're gonna get heavy and play like a Creed song, but it would be like, you know, <laughs> can I take you higher? That's the one that everybody played. It just it it was frustrating for a while. It made it difficult to be a fan per se, you, you know. Right. And you know, I appreciate our you know our parent company, even though we were corporate radio, just like sure. my heart. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of they let us. Uh, do what we want over here, which is really nice, That's you know, great. within reason, obviously. But we're not as tight as iHeart or Odyssey or some of these other uh, corporations when it comes to the music we get to play. Sure. Um, yeah, Salem is pretty good. Salem, I like Salem. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I I love uh, I love the station you're involved with, you know, WHK, and I'm a huge Bob France fan. It, in fact, a lot of mornings I'm there in 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 the production studio and I'll, I'll be uh, listening either from your studio or I'll pop it on the board while I'm uh, messing around in, in the production room. Nice. So, so somebody wants, they want to know uh, when your show is on and how they can find you. 
Yeah, I'm on two to six uh, on 95.5 The Fish. I, of course, uh, I'm on right now. I've, I've taken that uh, voice tracking that your former employer has perfected <laughs> and used it so I can be on here with you today. Nice. But uh, so if two people to want to donate, percent. how do people Where donate? do we donate? That, that link you've got up there, that mobileacs.org slash whatever letters those are. Um, that's where you can donate. And I'm going to bike uh, one mile for every uh, dollar you donate. And uh, Len Hauser, our morning show guy, he, he proposed an interesting question. What if I don't, I'm not able to bike every single mile donated by October 31st? So we're, we're trying to figure that out, whether I, it's, I do a polar plunge for <laughs> however many seconds per dollar that I didn't <laughs> make good on. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for something, something other than that. (laughs) I'm going to put it up on the screen right now, man. You got 1300 miles to bike. I I know, right? (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) I got a lot of miles to go. (laughs) Boy, that's a lot of donations that just came in. Holy moly. (laughs) Your, your audience has really stepped up, Seth. Look at that. 1300 bucks. Oh boy. I might have to take the long way home. I, I bike to work. I might have to do the long route. You're going to have to fire up the e-bike. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I hope e-bike might be cheating, but if I do that, I'm not going to tell anybody I'm on the e-bike. Right. <laughs> you know this society today, somebody's going to have a, a camera with you live on YouTube or something like that. Oh, yeah. Biking. Look, he, he's cheating. He, he only did 1,250. <laughs> I want my charity money back. Yeah. I do on, on my Facebook page. If you find me on Facebook, Greg Mack, um, I do hold accountability. I post because I record all my rides in a program called Strava. Okay. So I post them. And I even um, if you leave your name with the donation, if you put your name in the donation line there, I dedicate a ride to a donor. So um, Great. You know, I say so and so this one's for you. And I post it up on the Facebook page for accountability. Well, That's we excellent. definitely encourage everybody to start donating as soon as possible. Um, we, uh, you know, most of our audience listens throughout the week, so hopefully uh, they will continue to to donate throughout the week. We appreciate that, though. We appreciate you coming on today. I think it's a great cause. I think I we, you know, it's something that needs to be uh, recognized, and it's it's very cool what you're doing. And yeah, I appreciate you having me on, and I may be calling on you again uh, this summer. Because the next uh, big fundraiser I'm going to do is I'm going to be riding uh, my bike from Cleveland to Cincinnati. Wow. For, uh, uh, it's the Pan-Ohio Hope Ride that we do every year. And uh, it's an amazing once-in-a-lifetime. Well, it's not once-in-a-lifetime. I've done it several times. Um, but it's, a, it's an amazing ride. And to be able to see the entire state by bicycle is... is, is I mean, you, you've ridden motorcycles before. It's, it's a very similar experience. I'm assuming you don't take like 77 south all the way when you. Oh, uh, no, no, no. What, what route do you take? Because let me tell you, my wife and I for years were afraid to take highways. Like mm-hmm. we didn't take highways for whatever reason. We were psychotic and we didn't take highways. Now we do, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. And so we would go to Cincinnati to see my dad all the time because back then he lived there. And would we would take literally 42 take. 42 all the way down to Cincinnati? We literally would take Route 42, Pearl Road. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Straight all the way through. Take Would about that take six three hours. days? No, about six hours to get six from hours. here to Cincinnati. So about double the time. Yeah. yeah. 
but that would be our route. Is that the route you take when you bike? What do you do? No, there's there's what's called the OTEP, the Ohio to Erie Trail. Okay. And about um, 80% of the route is on that trail. Uh, we stay overnight at, at college campuses, so we kind of veer off that trail. But there's an actual trail where 90% of it is on bike trail, and only about 10% is actually on road. So if you're shy about biking on roads, which is totally understandable around here, um, this is this is the trail to, to ride. It's it's pretty cool. It it, it um, incorporates part of the towpath trail. There's a Heart of Ohio trail in Amish country, uh, a Cocosing Gap trail, and then the Little Miami trail, which takes you into Cincinnati. Uh, real quick, how is your fiance doing? She has been cancer-free now for six years. Great. And she gets checked every year. Um, She gets tested every year. She's cancer-free. She's done a, um, ever since her diagnosis, she's done a whole food plant-based diet. No meat, no no dairy. I tried to do it to kind of do a show of solidarity. (laughs) I lasted six months. (laughs) It fell off. Dude, I'm a meat eater. Yeah, I hear and you. that's going to be my downfall because you know meat is a huge uh, contributor to to all kinds of cancer. But yeah, but you're riding a bike 50 miles a day. I mean, yeah, that probably got some of it off. Cells, man, <laughs> they love they love that animal protein. I, again, people keep coming in with questions. What local bike yeah. organization do you belong to? Any? Um, I belong to uh, the Mind Brain Social Club, um, and there's a lot of other great organizations that I've ridden with. Um, that I highly recommend if you want to get into biking. Um, there's Slow Roll Cleveland. If you are, ju- if you're, if you've never been on a bike and you're going to go out and buy a bike tomorrow, and you want to start riding with a group, Slow Roll Cleveland. They ride ten miles at ten miles an hour. So, doesn't matter what shape you're in, um, you can ride ten miles an hour. Um, oh, and they ride. Big difference. What's that? I beg to differ on that one. It does definitely depend on what shape you're in because it ain't happening here. Sorry. They accept e-bikes. They accept hand hand pedal bikes. And then um, there's um, the uh, um, CTC, the Cleveland Touring Club. They're more advanced riders. Um, And uh, Lake Erie Wheelers who are based in, I believe... Uh, they're they're here in Cleveland and the Lorraine Wheelmen out in Lorraine County. There's a lot of great uh, biking clubs in the area um, that you can ride with or join and really get your legs. Well, I belong to the rickshaw organization where they <laughs> they pull me as I go throughout the streets of Cleveland. <laughs> it's on wheels, but it, you know it's you experience it's, it from the comfy seat in the back of the rickshaw. Right. Yeah, it's a little bit different than what you're doing, but it's still something. I'm yeah, telling but, you, man, get yourself a, one of those hand pedal bikes, man. I'm going to try. I'm gonna I look see at those something. guys out on the towpath all the time. I can use a little exercise, that's for sure. But, Greg, I really appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely. Thank you, and I hope everybody donates. Again, mobileacs.org, and then slash, you see the letters, and uh, we'll post it, too. So thank you again for coming on, man. Chris and Seth, I am so grateful to you guys for having me on. Thank sure. you so much, and I'm a big fan of your show. I listen all the time. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. We, we, we much appreciate it. So, God Thank willing, you. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Take Thanks, care, Greg. Greg. Yep. Good night. Bye-bye. He's a good man. He really yeah. is. And he's a, wow. I think it's a great thing that he's doing. And uh, there man, he is. That's, a, that's an ambitious guy there. Yeah. 
I'm not going to take the six miles. I'm going to go for 30 instead. <laughs> Said me never. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> I don't say that in my car. No. <laughs> the quickest way yeah. to get to so I'd run over cats to get to the quickest That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. I never said, yeah, let me go five times as far. No. 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 I've never said that in my life. I was a guy even in the military. I'm cutting through woods and stuff so I don't have to do an extra mile. He's a he's a good guy for a good cause, and I think it's a you know if you can donate whatever you can because for every dollar he's doing an extra mile, so five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you can do. Just think, just think of it this way. Even if you don't, even if you don't want to donate, think of it like this: if you want to just be a dick, yeah. You can make, make this bike. guy go a full mile, a yes. full mile for a buck. A dollar. He's going to bike an extra mile. So give him five bucks, and that would take him literally wherever you're sitting. That makes him have to go to the next town. Yes. For only five bucks. So throw the five dollars up there. There's the link. Come on. Very cool. But uh, appreciate Greg coming on here. Absolutely. Listen to Great him on guy. The fish, too. Listen to him on the fish. Two to six. Afternoons. Yeah, I, like um, hearing, I might have to listen to the fish again now that they've straightened out their their yeah, programming. Josh, Josh Booth is the guy that does the music there. He's also my boss on for HK, and he's a okay. He's a he's a good guy too. They're, they're just good people over there. Yeah. It's not like the other place. No, no, where they literally have the devil working over there and still <laughs> works over there. Uh, Satan himself actually cowers when that guy walks in the room. Is it? I have no heart radio. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, when the devil is sitting there at a table playing poker, having a, a beer, mm-hmm. and Keith walks into the room, he gets underneath the, the devil gets underneath the table and says, holy shit, I got to run. <laughs> that's what goes on. I mean, it, it is what it is. Right. But that's just my opinion. Um. Natalie wants to know what's coming out on Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Psychic Sonia will join us on Monday. Psychic Sonia will be on on Monday. And there's a rumor. I don't know. But there's a rumor that guitarist John Levin from Dokken will be with us as well on Monday. Nice. It's not confirmed yet, but... um, That would be awesome. It's all but confirmed at this point, so... Let me know. Uh, What time would that be? 4.45. Awesome. Psychic Sonia at 5.15, so... Okay. Uh, she'll be talking about her ghost tours. She'll be talking about whatever she sees coming up in the future. And then we'll have awesome musician, hopefully, as well. Yeah, that'd be good. Everybody have a great night. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And God willing, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Thanks to Greg Mack. Thanks to Tony Masaccio. Has COVID. Hope he feels better. Yep. And stand, we st- I stand with Israel. Um, yeah, me too. I, I certainly don't stand with Hamas. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you. You know, <laughs> I certainly don't stand with Hamas. I'll put it that way. I, I was leaving you out there on, a, on an island. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, we stand with Israel, and hopefully everything goes smoothly. Enough of this junk. Let's just all get along. All right. Give yourself a great one. We'll talk to you again on Monday. See ya.